This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to BGN Radio. Thrown out to the far side on a bubble screen. And running in for the touchdown is Jeremy Macklin. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly. Mm. And part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. Bleeding Green Nation, this has been an insane uh, couple of days, really. I mean, we got we got some appetizers here and there. We got, you know, James Casey, then uh, Todd Harriman's. Big news today as, you know, Kerry Williams gets the axe, and then you have uh, Trent Cole later on in the evening. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I was after that, I was like, okay, they're probably done for the day. I mean, that's, that's going to be it. And then all of a sudden... Uh, Adam Schefter just I don't think anybody saw this coming there was no hint of this there was talk of the Sean McCoy being in some crazy packages to Tampa Bay and you know what you know what other value do they have here I don't think any of us thought that there would be a trade before any of this goes down and you know just to Buffalo he's off to Buffalo and Rex Ryan and uh, the Eagles get Kiko Alonso happens to be an Oregon Duck, so I'm sure there'll be thousands and thousands of uh, Oregon Duck bias here. But we're going to get into all that, and we're also going to try and take uh, phone calls as we're recording this. So uh, we are joined right now by the wonderful, the beautiful Mr. James Seltzer from 97.5 The Fanatic and also uh, a new of the Breakout Upside uh, potential podcast, a little bit of fantasy baseball on the Liberty Broadcast Network as you're listening to this there as well. James, what's going on, bud? Johnny, Kiko, I'm pumped, man. This is crazy. What a day. I, I thought it was going to be a fantasy baseball day for me, and then all of a sudden I'm here talking Eagles. So uh, yeah, no. I, I love it. I'm pumped, man. We're going to get into it, but, uh, you know, I think it was the right move. I mean, I, I really did not think they could get this kind of return for Shady. Yeah, uh, the bold and the beautiful, and he's uh, sexy as hell when he speaks with his NPR tones, Mr. Patrick Wall making his way back for this emergency BGN radio podcast. What's happening, pal? You know, I'm more than just a pretty voice, John. <laughs> and, of course, uh, a, a guy that uh, we haven't uh, seen a lot of either, but 
uh, producing uh, fantastic off-season content. You may know him from uh, season two of Serial, the Earl Thomas story, but he is here from our <laughs> Eagles, uh, Mr. Matt Daring. Matt, what's happening, my friend? How are you? John, the day started out good with Kerry, uh, bad with Trent, and then I was pretty pretty pumped that they got rid of Shady. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, and, you know, Matt, I'm going to come back to you to start first because you were the one that was riding that train. You had said you'd looked at the salary cap going into the offseason. You had even said it during the season. You know, Shady had, you know, his production dropped uh, this year, and you saw the cap number there. Um, would you? Did you expect this kind of return, I guess, uh, with Buffalo. Well, I think I said after the San Francisco game <clears throat> here on this very uh, publication that um, <laughs> I did not I did not think he would be back. Um, just want to put that out there. But uh, I I mean, he's going to be the highest paid player and there's no way he sees that kind of money. Um, so unless you think DeMarco Murray or Mark Ingram is going to get more than that, we're talking about the highest paid running back. He got about four yards per carry um, and every one of them was was just excruciating. I just there was no way that I thought that he'd be back at his current number. Um, so when the news leaked out that he wasn't really willing to take any less money, first of all, dude, what the hell are you thinking? But also, <laughs> I just I just didn't think that there was any chance that he'd be back. Uh, but in answer to your question, I am ecstatic with the return because it is something. And I was really sort of bracing myself for either nothing or for Shady to be, like you said, like a throw in up to Tampa Bay, you know, an afterthought uh, party favor. Yeah, it's um, and, and you know Kiko Alonso had a really great year, and then came into training camp in July. It blew out his ACL, um, and our own, uh, our you know, a valiant leader who can't be here right now, Brandon Lee Gountain tweets out, you know, you put Kiko and and Kendricks together, and if they're healthy, that's a pretty fantastic combo. James, I want to get your thoughts on everything else that's going on here too, but um, you know, is this pretty much writings on the wall for D'Amico too? We can pretty much see him exit after this, right? Yeah, I'd be shocked. And and I do think that, that D'Amico was an important leader on the team. And I do think that, you know, people looked up to him and all that kind of stuff. But th- there's just no place for him. He's going to want to play, and there's just not going to be a spot for him here. Uh, I mean, Kiko is super talented, man. I, you know, forget the whole Oregon thing. I think people are making way too big a deal out of that. This kid is a really good football player. It shouldn't matter where he went to college or if Chip coached him. Maybe Chip knows, you know, just knows how good a player he is. We've all seen it. Uh, And, you know, ACL was a long time ago. That ACL injury was before the season. Didn't even play it down. Uh, You know, you got to assume that he will be back to full health. I don't think the Eagles would have made this trade if they didn't believe that he was going to be back to full health. Uh, I'm I'm ecstatic about the return. Like Matt said, I you know listen, running backs who have seven years on their tires make eleven million dollars a year, and to be honest, they're not the best guy in the world. Are not that much of a trade trade asset, you know? I I really can't believe they got as much back for Shady as they did. Well, uh, we we don't want to just react to uh, you know what we think is going on and and everything else. We want to go to the Duncan Philly Hotline as. Uh, the 630 joining us right now. What's your name, bud? Uh, my name is Charlie. I'm from Chicago. Yeah. Nice. Beautiful. Chi-Town. How is uh, weather uh, treating you out uh, okay there right now? Uh, no. Pretty cold. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Getting ready for that uh, wonderful, uh, you know, 15 degree, uh, you know, uh, Wrigley Field experience here. But, uh, you know, what is, uh, yeah. what is uh, Charlie, what's your overall, you know, thoughts on this thing? We've been talking about, the, you know, the return. The writing was kind of on the wall. Uh, what's your reaction to this whole thing? Um, well, actually, I don't think it's that bad of a trade because obviously we got Darren Sproles and Chris Polk. And I think just our scouting and running backs is just very good. 
as seen with last preseason with where we have seven running backs that were all starting caliber yeah. with uh, Henry yeah. Josie and all those guys. And we forget that Matthew Tucker is still on the practice squad. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so I don't think it's that bad. Um, the main concern I actually have is whether or not we can re-sign Macklin out because there was that one Instagram post where Macklin said he wanted to stay with LaShawn McCoy, so... Yeah, I, I, you know, to be honest with you, my friend, I really wouldn't be too worried about it. I, I don't think you make these kinds of, of moves and you jettison McCoy and you do all this other stuff. You free up all this cap room. Uh, I Let me rest you at ease. Uh, Macklin's not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't think. I, I know. I understand the concern and I understand all that stuff, but uh, I'd be very, very close to Twitter in the, this week because I, I got a strong feeling that Macklin's going to get taken care of. Yeah, and to add on to that, it is a business. You know, that uh, people might be friends with, their, with other guys and whatnot, but Jeremy Macklin's not turning down a contract to stay in a place where he likes to live because of his buddy. He's yeah. just not. Yeah, exactly, my friend. But we appreciate the call, my friend. And, uh, again, thanks for uh, listening to BGN Radio. Oh, yeah, no problem. Also, one thing, just I like Kiko Alonso's uh, tackle percentage. Yes. He is a very good one. Yes, yes. Very, uh, very high. And, actually, we were just uh, – uh, we'll get into that in, in probably just a little bit here, too. But uh, one man we haven't heard from yet, uh, Patrick Wall. What's, uh, what's your overall feelings right now, bud? You know, it's a lot to process, to be honest with you. Um, I think in the end, though, if if Kiko Alonso can come back healthy and, um, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking at some stats now. He has torn an ACL twice. Um, ah. He's had hip surgery in May of 2014. Uh, according to Twitter. So that is a little bit of a concern, but if anybody knows this guy's, you know, potential and, and, and body and recovery stuff, it's going to be Chip Kelly. Um, look, you are, you are going, your middle linebacker position just had a complete facelift. You went from a guy in D'Amico Ryan to, you know, Chip Kelly will sing his praises all day long, but in the end he was very limited in coverage. He's getting up there in age and salary and you just replaced him with the Pro Football Writers Association Rookie of the Year uh, and a guy who is super talented, super athletic. You're getting uh, uh, matching him with matching him with uh, uh, Michael Kendricks is 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 a coup for the Eagles. And like Matt has said, you're taking you're giving up LaShawn McCoy to do this. And that's. You know, that's that's a hit to the team for sure, but. He's not a viable long-term candidate. He's hitting the age where running backs start to kind of fall off a cliff. Uh, and you didn't just get a draft pick. You didn't just get an over-the-hill veteran. You got a guy who's going to be coming into his prime at a premium position on defense. And you're setting your your linebacking core for the next five to seven years with this move. And it's, it's, it's great. And you just got to hope at that point that, you know, they stay healthy. And the fact that here, here's what's great about it. Is, well, and and the money you're saving too. Let let's toss that in there as well because it's a significant exactly, amount of money. Exactly what I was oh, yeah. just going to say. Uh, because he's still under that rookie contract, so I th- I don't even think he's breaking a million at any point over the next couple of years here. So no, I think he's a uh, two point eight five guaranteed over the next couple of years. Yeah. So I mean, with that kind of uh, of control, if you if he stays healthy and ends up panning out here, I still think it's a it's a great move. I mean, that's a significant amount of money that you can. In, invest elsewhere and speaking of elsewhere i mean now that now that the board has been pretty much cleared and and we'll still see what happens with the miko art you know obviously as we said uh we all think it's he's on his way out as well but um 
you know, where do you want to go in, in free agency here, man? I mean, it's kind of like the uh, we can just start turning the wheel and uh, start getting a little sexy because, like, all those big price free agents that, you know, maybe were a bit uh, a little too rich, it, it's not looking so bad now. Where would you start first? Boy, uh, I hate to do this. This will really torch my brand, but I got to look at the defensive backs. Take <laughs> <laughs> uh, away. Yeah, yeah, just the safety away. I, yeah, ugh, Christ. Um, <laughs> I, I, but I, I mean, I really think that this is, um, this is the sort of thing that uh, this is made for. I mean, we don't have, um, we have tons of space. Uh, Clearing D'Amico is going to put us up to $55 million. Um, I think that if we want to go back and we want to get a sexy, shiny toy, and uh, here's the good thing, we can, we can pay them a lot. Uh, up front so that if they don't work out, we can say goodbye pretty easily. Um, but I think that if um, if we go out and get a sexy, shiny toy, if that's Byron Maxwell or if that's Devin McCourty, I would think that um, that would probably be the first place to start. Uh, and uh, you are going to go back to the Duncan Philly hotline one more time as we have somebody from the 908. What's your name, bud? It's Josh. Hey, Josh, where are you calling from? Holland Township, New Jersey. Beautiful, beautiful, my friend. What's uh, what's on your mind with the, with the McCoy trade? We were just talking about how this kind of you know clears the cap space. We're kind of looking at some free agents, but uh, overall, what was your what was your thoughts when it happened and went down? Oh, uh, first, I mean he's obviously one of my favorite Eagles of all time, so I was a little bit nervous, a little bit skeptical, but then I realized good young uh, linebacker in Alonzo, so does free up a lot of cap space, does free up a lot of space for free agents. Very excited. Do you think? Uh, I guess one thing we haven't quite asked anybody is you know do you feel like it's a great trade. Do you think it's a, in the Eagles' favor? Uh, it's actually a really interesting question. Um, Davey is obviously one of the better running backs in the league. Uh, I'm scared to get rid of him, but I think we're getting a great player in Alonzo, and honestly, I trust Chip. If he thinks it's the right move, I think it's the right move. Woof. Wow. I love it. So what do you think is going to – is this just telling you anything? I mean, you know, as far as – obviously, the you know, we were just saying uh, – they're going to go defense heavy in the free agency. They're going to be major players. What do you think that means in terms of the draft for you? In terms of the draft, wow. Um, I think with, uh, first of all, the cap space, we're cutting D'Amico Ryans. We're looking at nearly $60 million in cap space, and I think we can fill the gaps on our defense with free agencies. So I think that opens up our picks to trade up in the draft. Possibly for Mariota, I don't know yet. Um, you never know what Chip is going to do. That's right, my friend. Well, we appreciate you calling in, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you for, uh, some more when we're doing this. But thanks for calling BGN Radio, my friend. Thank you. And, you know, we haven't – we'll get back into free agency in a little bit here, but, I mean, James, is this uh, is this putting any writing on the wall for you in terms of what they might do in the draft? Yeah, I'm, I – I really believe that Marcus Mariota will be an Eagle. It's I, I did. happening. It is. I, mean, I, I really think it is. I really think it is. I mean, how much flexibility does this team have to make moves right now to shape the roster the way they want, whether it's through free agency, whether it's the ability to trade other pieces. I mean, they can do what they want. And, and I honestly believe, I think there's been so much smoke out there. You know, you, We've all heard from people in the business, who people who know things, that it's a legitimate possibility. And, and I think that Chip wants him. And I think that Chip is willing to do whatever it takes, hashtag whatever it takes <laughs> to make it happen. And I think he's going to. I, I honestly, I, at this point, I would be more surprised if Mariota is not an eagle than if he is. Start rooting for Winston to go number one, ladies and gentlemen. Because here's, here's what I think I know. I think that Tennessee 
definitely wants to play. They want to play ball so badly. Uh, and I think there is something there with Tampa. Um, uh, you know, there's there's so obviously so much that goes back and forth and whatever, but we've been making a lot of phone calls. We've been, you know, doing a lot of email stuff here. I just, I don't get any other sense that this, I mean, this is definitely happening. Um, and whether or not, it, I still think the price is, is yet to be undetermined and what kind of players and who wants what. But, it, you know, everybody thought that, McCoy was going to be a part of that package. Uh, and I, it's it, what I mean, Patrick, in your mind, what players, is, if they're going to do this type of thing, what players would be in that deal in your mind? Well, anybody that you're going to be looking at is going to be a young player, probably still on their rookie contract, uh, who may not necessarily have their deal coming up soon. Um, and I think the two guys you got to look at first and foremost are Nick Foles and uh, Lane Johnson. And if you're talking about the Titans in particular, uh, Nick Foles makes a lot of sense for Ken Wisenhunt uh, for a lot of real of reasons. <laughs> it makes it makes a lot of the Wiz. He likes some big. He likes some dumb. He likes some white. He's a, he's <laughs> he a Wisenhunt kind of guy. Yeah, definitely. It makes so much sense that I could totally see Ken Wisenhunt salivating over game film from 2013. <laughs> you know. It, Oh, sorry, yeah, I, I think no. I think if if for the tight and another young, talented anchor for their offensive line, um, you know, on top of a, a whole bunch of picks, which the Titans really need. I mean, they're a franchise. They're the. They might as well be the thirty third franchise in the NFL. They are so uninteresting, <laughs> untalented, unmarketable. They're just a bad team. They're not even like. They're bad, and they're they're even worse than bad. They're just kind of bad. They're not like a tire fire. They're not so ineptly run that we all make fun of them like Cleveland. We just don't even talk about them. They're like... What is there to talk about? Exactly. Yeah. The week we did the... The Lady Walkers, like their best offensive player. Yeah, we all... The week we played them this in, in during the season on the podcast, we were just kind of like, uh, <laughs> burger. Uh, we didn't have anything to talk about. So for them, they're getting a quarterback that's going to make headlines. They'd get a bunch of draft picks. And if Foles ends up being, you know, something for them, that's a that's a big get for them. Obviously a big get for the Eagles. So if you're looking at 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 teams who would be interested, I think the Titans, uh, like you said, John, are at the top of your list. And I think Foles and Lane Johnson are probably the two players at the top of the Titans list. Well, and here's the other thing I'm thinking too, Matt. And if if they know that Tennessee's going to pass on Marcus because that really isn't a Wizen Hunt guy, and who knows, I don't really know who called his shots down there. But even so, I mean, do you take that chance and just go, nah, we're not going to do that, and Jacksonville definitely wants to move out. I mean, there's there's Tennessee where you can move out, and I think Jacksonville definitely wants to move out because, again, it's another another team with has a quarterback, they have pieces there, and they want more picks. They need more players, and they have a, a ton of cap room. So, uh, would you can you think the Eagles might get cute there and wait and see if Winston goes number one and just try and make the best deal between you know the three or four teams that are there? Uh, with how locked in Chip is, I don't think so. Um, but I think I think the obvious question to ask you about that is what are they what do they save? Yeah, a couple of picks here and there. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. So what are you saving? You saving a fourth? Okay. Like, why are you going to, why are you going to mess around? You know, what, what if Tennessee gets cute and they bail for both of Cleveland's firsts? 
Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so I don't think, I think Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland wants to move up, though. I honestly think that they're they're happy well, with McCown they're, and they're they're Allen. Still, they're stupid to do that, but, but they, I agree. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I think. Yeah, but the, but but I think you know. Okay, so if it's not Cleveland, what if it's someone else? What if somebody else really also loves this? You know. Um, I don't know. I got nobody. I got nobody specific in mind other than Cleveland. But what if somebody offers Tennessee something better, um, and you know Tennessee takes that instead? I don't see why the Eagles wouldn't want to screw around with this and say we have a deal in place. Don't talk to anybody else. Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. I, I just, especially if it's only to save like a little bit. You know, if right. we're talking about the difference right. between between trading a first round pick or well, I don't Lane think, Johnson. I don't think necessarily. Or, yeah. That's what, that's what I mean. I think what if one deal has Lane Johnson in one deal doesn't, um, you know, I, th- I, I, for, to me, I have a sense that chip cares about offensive line and quarterback and figure out the rest. But, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be real interesting. And James, let me get back to the free agency thing for just a little bit, because where would you want to go? Uh, obviously, you know, Matt said quarterback, that's despite his brand being ruined. Uh, where where would you want to go? Where do you want that money to land? Yeah, I'm gonna pump up Matt's brand here. I, I, oh, we are. You, I, know? you know what? I want I want to come back to that because I think that um, we have a few other good holes on this team, but I think that um, I think that they'd be better served being filled in the draft, which is why I went to cornerback because I think this this draft of defensive backs is terrible. All right, yes. I'm done. Yeah. Sorry. I agree with Matt. I think that there is a significantly better group of market than there are in the draft. I think that that's the way to go. There is talent there. There is high end talent there. And if the Eagles are going to make a splash, I think it's going to be with a guy like Maxwell or a guy like McCordy or, or who knows a guy like Revis. I, I think that that is the direction the Eagles are going to go with their big splash in free agency. I think clearly there are a lot of other holes to fill, especially look if, if like we were just talking about, if there is some sort of deal on the table that does include a guy like Lane Johnson, then all of a sudden you've got multiple holes along the offensive line. So that's something you're going to have to address as well, especially if you're giving up multiple picks to move up and get Mariota. So there are a lot of factors at play, but the, the point is, is, that secondary is going to be overhauled. There are going to be three or three new guys in that secondary. You know, it, it appears. So it, it just makes sense that it's going to be in free agency, that they're going to go out and get a, get at least one, maybe two guys in free agency who they think can be impact players there because it's such an important position, especially in this defense. That's why it was so surprising to see Kerry Williams and Bradley Fletcher kind of be hung out to dry out there because this defense puts such an emphasis on cornerbacks being out on an island, being able to cover one-on-one, and those guys couldn't do it. So I think that they've realized it was a mistake. I think they realized that they have to get more talented there, and I think that's where they're going to spend their money. Yeah, and look, I mean, like, everybody wants Devin McCourty. Everybody. Like, and and that's, I to me, I think it's unobtainable uh, just due to, I mean, he's good. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think Maxwell's a, a, a much more likely option and i don't know if revis also hitting the market helps that price at all and i don't i'm pretty sure you can just take revis out of your head anyway because i'm i don't know i just don't think he wants to i i don't think he wants to be here uh but you know for whatever if they throw 13 million dollars at him for a year then who knows and we'll see but um i mean obvious pipe dream would and everybody's pipe dream is going to be devin mccourty and byron maxwell back to back but there is so much competition and our good friend Kunal Shaw uh, from uh, the Big Blue View and a great draft guy, great follow, underfollowed. Go find him uh, on Twitter. Uh, you know, the Jags have $80 million in cap room. And there's three or four other teams that are right around there. I think Oakland's one of them. So, I mean, 
He literally said they can sign Sue, McCordy, Maxwell, da da da, and still have like ten million dollars just hanging out if they all did max contracts. But uh, I, saying all that, my my tiny little gut, if you can land two of those guys and grab Marcus Mariota and draft a running back somehow, uh, start getting excited <laughs> because I, that that to me is basically all that all the problems that you had last year. Obviously, minus the O line, and I think they'll still address that late in the draft with guys like, uh, you know, friend of the show Sean Hickey and 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 those types. But um, I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm pretty much out of uh, jazzer sizing and and all this other stuff. This has been a crazy crazy day, Patrick. What do you what do you expect uh, basically on the on the horizon here? Um, are you just kind of in for the ride, or are you expecting anything else? At this point, if there's not a Mariota trade, my little heart is just going to be so broken that I need Aww. it to happen. I know. And it's all your – it's guy. the two of you. It's both of your faults. <laughs> Let me tell you. I've been definitely pushing it. Absolutely. I mean, when people tell you that juicy stuff, I feel like people need to know those fun nuggets. So, you know. But but I would say that I would say that going forward in the offseason here, you obviously need a DB. Um, I, I'm expecting Maxwell – and would be pleasantly surprised by McCordy. If it's not him, uh, I still think you got to find a serviceable corner and a serviceable safety somewhere, probably not to draft. Um, at the same time, though, I am sort of hesitant about overspending. Um, you want to go and get those premium positions, but I also don't want to see the team spend a ton, especially if they're about to trade picks and trade... Um, players for a guy like Mariota. I almost feel like you don't want to set the expectations too high. It's already going to be pretty high with Mariota coming in as a rookie, having given up a ton for him. Um, and then you also have a lot of veterans who are who are highly paid and expecting to win. That might be me, and that's kind of a half-baked take, but um, you know that's kind of how I'm feeling. But I am expecting DB help for sure. Um, I'm expecting a running back in the draft. I'm expecting wide receiver help in the, in the draft. I'm actually really expecting an offense-heavy draft, especially with this yeah. move today. Oh yeah, I, and I, that's the other thing about it. Even if there, even if there isn't the Mariota trade, I I think this is setting up for you know just like we had said last off season as well. Is just you know what Chip Kelly's an offensive dude. Give him the offense that he wants. Give him what he wants. And I get it because some of this stuff we're real happy about, and we you know there there's some that think we're being way too negative, and again. A lot of us Team Sodium folks that <laughs> think we're being like, you know, blowing chip uh, to all end. And, and Mike K constantly, you know, bring, brings this back down from the clouds. And sometimes it's justified. I just think, again, with all this stuff, I think you need to question all this because there's no guarantee this works. But so far, all of the, all of the, are they going to, you know, chip loves his guys so he's going to stay there. Maybe he doesn't love his guys as much as we thought we did. If he's okay to let Trent walk, if he's, a, and I know, he loves D'Amico Ryans, but if he's going to let him walk too, I think that's the first test that we can kind of, you know, use the check mark on. Now, where they spend the money, where they draft, all that other stuff, that's another check mark that we got to still unfollow up. Go ahead, James. Well, yeah, just to follow up on that, and and granted, the contract was insane, and and who knows how willing Trent was to to work with them at all. But Trent was a chip guy. I, I know it. You know, he was here when Chip got here, but. Chip loved Trent Cole, man. Like, that guy fought hard and worked his ass off for Chip, and Chip appreciated it. So uh, I think Chip is willing to let his quote-unquote guys go if it makes sense. Yeah, and uh, uh, last thing is our good friend Shil Kapadia 
friend of the show, uh, also tweeting out, Birds 24 Center. Understand the, the rationale behind the trade, uh, the trade rather, but any uh, McCoy criticism must include the fact that 11 different offensive linemen saw action for the Eagles. I think there's uh, a pretty, you know, I think that's legitimate. And I, you know, a lot of people use that for a Foles argument as well. But again, when it comes back to it, there's still, uh, especially with the inside zone, uh, inside zone reads this year, Shady did a lot of dancing and maybe it was because of that, but there was definitely some holes uh, that, that went down uh, here and there. Um, the yards per carry went down. I don't know if you can put that all on the offensive lineman. And I think we said that through the entire season, there was just something that was missing there. Um, and again, I think they're, they're trading him at the exact right time. It, obviously it's a no brainer because of the cap issue, but I also think in the next year, this, this is what I told the guys off the air too. I think this is it for LaShawn McCoy's career. Once he gets, once he meets Rex Ryan in Buffalo, I think he's got one great year ahead of him, and then it's slowly just going to go downhill from there. And that's saying with, I I love Lashawn McCoy as a player, um, but I I just think that's this this is it. I think it's it worth uh, doing this trade, and uh, it's making for an exciting offseason. Final thoughts here, Mister Matt Derrick. I think that um, I don't think they're locked to spend all their money this offseason. I know we're going to look at this and we're going to say, you know, they're pushing $50 million and whatever, whatever, whatever. And I do definitely think that they're going to see some free agents out there that they think are worth some of that money. But I would definitely think I would also be not be surprised if a lot of it went to guys in house um, and the rest, they carried it over to sort of pick out like, you know, OK, we think Byron Maxwell is pretty good. I think Byron Maxwell is pretty good. Um, it may surprise you to learn. Uh, you know, so that's the sort of guy that well, you might he go out. He played with Earl Thomas, right? So he's yeah, good yeah, by yeah. Right? What happened there? Um, uh, I actually like Byron Maxwell a lot, which it may surprise you to learn. But uh, I think he's the sort of um, free agent that you open up the pocketbook for. Uh, I don't necessarily think that there's a ton of other guys out there that are like this. So it might it might be that they sit on some of that cap space and they go out and they try to get the, the same guy for next year. Um, but what we do know is that they are poised to do whatever the hell they want. Um, and you can see like there is a 300 foot tall picture of LaShawn McCoy. That's going to be coming down tomorrow. Uh, so you could see that there's, there's nothing they won't do. I want to apologize for everyone who, uh, who let me try that again. <laughs> I want to apologize to everyone who uh, retweeted my thing about uh, it happening this week. I think with this trade that may uh, uh, change that, but I will say that, uh, John and Matt here and James are must follows throughout the off season <laughs> because they are going to be on top of everything. Even today, uh, what is today? Tuesday night, Matt got Evan Mathis to semi break some Jeremy Macklin contract news with an emoji. His brand is that strong. All it takes <laughs> is one emoji from one well-placed uh, left guard. Evan Mathis worth the follow for uh, everything. James, what's your final thoughts? I think that everyone needs to take out of this is that, you know, while LeSean McCoy was clearly a, a, we've seen, I think it's hard for people because we've seen what LeSean can do when he is at his peak physical ability and, and behind an awesome offensive line. And I mean, he's done things on a football field that I've never seen anyone else do. He is a dynamic, awesome runner and, and so much fun to watch. But we have to remember that running back is a tough position where you get beat up and once you've got a certain amount of years on the tires and you're a certain age and you cost that much money you are no longer a valuable asset and someone like Kiko Alonso even coming off the injuries that he has had 
at his age, at his price, is a gigantic asset. If he can be healthy, he is going to be a far greater asset for this team, not to sound too much like Sam Inkey, but a, a far greater asset for this team than LaShawn McCoy was. And, and, hey, funny enough, everyone always giving Chip crap for, for offense, offense, offense. Look at this, going out and trading uh, his quote-unquote best offensive player for a defensive guy. I know uh, that people are going to feel uneasy about the Jeremy Macklin situation and what's going on there. And yes, it sounds like it, you know, the deal isn't close at, at one point it almost looked like it was, it was a done deal. And I think now that we're hearing some of the things that we saw this morning and, and everything else from Adam Kaplan and Shio um, that, you know, maybe that had a little more leverage, the shady cut gave him more leverage in the, you know, the 11th hour, so to speak, the agent, you know, dropped his big old boss right back and said, Hey man, we're not signing this because, you know, we're, we're your biggest offensive outlet now. Um, and he's earned this. So I, I still think the deal 100% gets done. Um, it's just, you know, maybe it's going to take a little longer. It's going to take a little more guaranteed money. And, you know, maybe that, maybe that's the downside of this trade here is that it caused, a little more money for Jeremy Macklin, which I don't think anybody really has a problem with fan-wise, but maybe it cuts into the free agent budget a little. Well, it'll be interesting to see that. Also getting word this morning that it's likely that Evan Mathis may be cut, which is a humongous surprise for a lot of us because it just doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. That's, that's the one thing now where you're like, okay, um, you know, why, why do it now? And it's not going to make sense if it goes down, and we'll definitely talk about it more on Friday. Um, but, you know, keep your eyes open here because there is definitely a lot more stuff brewing here, and we're going to try and sort it all out on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGN Radio. And, of course, you can follow us all on Twitter, as I'm sure uh, you already are. But um, that's going to do it uh, for this episode, number 87, right here on BGN Radio. We thank you so much for listening. For myself, John Barcher, for Mr. James Zeltzer, Patrick Wall and Matt Daring. You've been listening to us right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and LibertyBroadcast.co. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. <laughs>